Hi, and welcome to the Grow Business Visibility Builder podcast. I'm Kim Beasley, your host, and I'm a business visibility strategist. I love sharing tools, tips, and techniques that can help creative, introverted entrepreneurs to build your dream business. If you would like to learn more about the focus of this podcast and about me, please feel free to, to listen to the intro podcast that can be found at http colon forward slash forward slash goo dot gl forward slash capital W lowercase x capital G lowercase I capital K capital Q. Now let's listen into the podcast interview where I was being interviewed regarding my business processes and how I handle my business from day to day. I wanted to start with a little bit about how you got started in business and what brought you to be doing what you're doing today. Believe it or not, I started when I was young. Um, As a young entrepreneur, I didn't even know what that was. my brothers and I decided we wanted to start a little snack shack where our neighbors would come and buy candies, little toys from us. And we kind of just had a shack on our, on our uh, land and people would come and uh, the kids would come and, and buy from us. Of course we would buy it from the store and mark it up so we could have some profit. So I would say okay. I'm going to start there. Um, and then when I was in middle school, I was about nine years old. I went through, um, I had to do an assessment test and it said that I would not fit into a nine to five. And then when I get in corporate America and I didn't even pay attention to, I, I literally forgot about the nine to five, uh, results for the assessment test. I'm in corporate America. I'm working, making good money. But I'm not happy. So I decided after being in corporate America for a few years that I wanted to start my own business. And so that's that's where I came from. You know, I went from young entrepreneur to being, you know, to the test, to corporate America. And now since uh, 2005, I've been full time in my own business. That's great. And so has it always been this business or have you been doing other things as well? I have always done this business. I actually started with web design in 96 when my boss in my corporate job told me, okay, you're the most technical person in our group. Go learn how to do front page so you can manage our internal website. I was like, uh, because I had a background in computer science, he felt that I knew what I would be doing. So I I was kind of dropped into web design. So I've been doing web design since 96. I've been doing social media since 2001. And it was just a natural fit to take both of them, merge them together and uh, create a business. Okay. Well, that sort of leads us into the next question. I wanted to find out a little bit about why you think communication is so important in business. You know, it's something that we've talked about before, and it sounded like you've got some, you know, some interesting perspectives there. When you don't have communication in business, you are setting yourself up for failure. It, it, it For communication and uh, to really work in a business, you have to set it up to where it will cut down on confusion. 
uh, that it would uh, synergize your team, and then that it would be an easy way for you to share information between team members. I have a virtual team. No, lo- n- None of my team members are local to me. So it's very important for me to have a great strategy in place that keeps us in sync and communicating with each other. So we use tools that make things streamlined so that our communications don't break down. Now, what are some of the tools you're using? Oh, good question. Uh, One of the tools that we uh, just really started using uh, is called Glyph, and it allows us to do project management and communicate all in one place. And that's really important for my team. And before founding the software, my team uh, used other softwares that it, it was not all in one. It was, okay, we'll use this for communication. Okay, we'll use this for project management. Um, let's see how we can bring them together. It was just a lot of uh, disjointedness. So we started using Glip for uh, project management and communication, and it streamlined our efforts. It helped our communication. And then um, also for like social media planning, I love using Buffer uh, because yep. it allows me to plan out I'll, my social media, schedule it out, and also to share in real time. The biggest thing, though, is that Buffer has a way for you to share to Instagram. However, it's kind of a manual process. So I use another service called OnlyPult, O-N-L-Y. P-U-L-T dot com that allows me to schedule posts that go to Instagram. Um, the fallback on for uh, documents, Google Drive. Oh my goodness. Google Drive um, is like a godsend for my company. We use the Google for Work where it's more centered on a corporate environment and we use all the Google products through that. And that's pretty much the really, I guess, daily basic things that we that my team and I use. Okay, great. Now, wanted to get into some of your specific, you know, go-to communication strategies. And it sounded like you were starting to touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this could be really anything. It could be, you know, how you incorporate video. You know, what are some of your tips for starting calls? You know, what mediums are you using? Are you doing chat? Are you doing, you know, things have changed so much with mm-hmm. the way we do business. You know, 10 years ago, we weren't necessarily texting and chatting and doing, you know, all these different things. And video didn't play as, as much of a role. So just curious for some of your thoughts on that. You know, it's really interesting uh, that you asked me this question because communication tools change so quickly and so often you have to keep uh, up to date on everything. So my team is really I, is a testing team for products. We are constantly testing new products to see what will work within our team. So we use, um, personally for like podcasting, I like to use Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com, because it not only allows me to host my content on their website, but it also uh, distributes it to other uh, social media websites so that I'm not 
just saying, okay, here's my podcast. It goes out to other uh, social media networks and alerts people when I have something new. Uh, I like to use uh, tools that are not just centralized on one thing uh, because I like multi-purpose tools <laughs> because it helps keep me and my team uh, working efficiently. Uh, I mentioned Buffer already. I mentioned Glip. Uh, those are really great tools that I like to use. My go-to for photo, for creating photos or graphics is Canva.com. I actually have the professional version because Canva is, I, I also use Photoshop. I, I can't kick Photoshop to the curb. I've been using it for years. <laughs> However, for something that's really quick that I need to get it out there and get it done, I always go to Canva.com and I use that service. They do have a free version of that, which is really helpful. Um, I'm trying to think what other tools. Uh, Grammarly. Oh, goodness. If you are horrible at spelling... Horrible at syntax, grammar. Grammarly is your best buddy. (laughs) It actually will edit as you are using pretty much any uh, text editor online. The only thing it doesn't do is edit Google Docs yet. And I think they're working on that. However, you can take that Google Doc content, copy it, paste it into Grammarly, because they have a desktop version or online version, and use it there. And and trust me, it has saved me on emails. It saved me on documents. And I'm a writer also, so it saved me when I'm writing because it's correcting me as I go along. Got it. Very cool. As far as communicating back and forth and mm-hmm. the way you do things, especially being remote, you know, mm-hmm. does your team use a lot of video? We use video for training. We uh, offer my company offers support services for any um, company that needs like website or WordPress support desk services for their users. And so, one of the biggest things that users we found need are videos. So we'll do how-to videos using either Camtasia or. We'll, um, if something is like real quick, we need to get capture, we'll use Snagit. Uh, My team just finished a real big project. One of our clients uh, that we provide a WordPress support desk for needed all of the training that we do. We we have a three-day training that totals about 10 hours. And (laughs) we wanted to create um, snippet videos where we took all of the training, break it down into individual tra- uh, training videos. Well, some of our, some of the users are in French also. So one of my team members speaks French fluently. So we had to create the training in French and English. So we wow. were using Camtasia to do that. That was a really big project, but it was it really, sounds like it. it was, it was really awesome though. And we do that for companies that, um, that would like to train their users or their employees and they need training videos, online training videos. So we developed those too. How about, you know, video calls? Do you find yourself doing a lot of those? Oh, wow. 
weekly, daily, sometimes. <laughs> I uh, I failed to mention what service I, I use Zoom um, for webinars and for uh, team calls because it allows me to record, share my screen, uh, sh- record video, audio. I use Uber conferences if I want a just really quick call that I may want to record because Uber conference will record audio, but it doesn't record video like Zoom does. And Zoom also integrates into my um, into my infusion or my mailing list marketing service. So it makes it easy when someone registers for a webinar, they're connected directly into my marketing list. So what what are some of the reasons that you know you would choose a medium like video over chat or some of the other ways you could communicate? It depends on what type of meeting it is, to tell you the truth. On my team meetings, we use Zoom. Sometimes we use Hang- Google Plus, Hang- uh, I'm sorry, Google Hangouts, uh, depending on if we need to do some screen sharing or not. Sometimes we just use chat. And if we use chat, uh, we use Glip. And the really great thing I love about Glip is that it has third-party integration to where I can start a Hangout right from my team chat in Glip, which is really awesome. Um, we use Zoom for, I use Zoom for webinar training. Um, I use Camtasia to do video, uh, to capture video training. And it just depends on the meeting, it, it, whether I need to share my screen, which if I do, I either use Zoom or Uber conference if I need to just talk to someone and not see them or share a screen. I'll use um I'll use uh Uber conference or Hangouts for quick meetings. So it just kind of depends okay. on the type of meeting. That makes sense. Yeah, just trying to get at the thought of, you know, when you have so many different ways to communicate, how are you how do you decide which one makes the most sense? You know, if you're just mm-hmm. talking to your team, should you be scheduling video calls, you know, on a regular basis and you know, what's the reasoning there? Or should you, you know, just stick to chat and audio calls? Um, you know, With my team, I have, uh, I use Glip to communicate with my team. So we are chatting every day, all day long, uh, communicating and um, sharing files, sharing tasks and, and, and updates and things like that. So I keep in contact with, with via chat every day. When it comes to meetings, we have weekly meetings, and those are scheduled through Zoom. So those I have through Zoom because sometimes I need to share a screen, uh, and I and I always record those meetings so that we can go back and see what we talked about in case one of the team members need to go. Oh, okay, what did we what were we seeing when we say we're going to do this? So I record my team meetings. Um, sometimes I, 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 it it just depends on the need at the moment. And that's something that businesses need to look at. The tools that they're using, making sure that those tools are meeting their needs and that they're not having to use three or four tools when you have one tool that can meet all those needs. That's a really good point. You mentioned that you do a lot of chat. And, you know, I understand that very well. We're remote as well and virtual. And so we also use a lot of chat. 
So just wanted to pick your brain, you know, what are some considerations for when you're using chat? Staying professional, managing your tone, working in, you know, some fun. I noticed you use the gifts and that, you know, always kind of keeps people engaged. And so just wanted to talk through that a little bit. Depending on um, what we're communicating about will determine how we're communicating. Um, sometimes I, ha- I have one client that I meet with uh, weekly. Well, actually, I meet with all my clients periodically. But there's just my biggest client. We have a set meeting every week. And during that meeting, sometimes uh, she'll say, okay, what's the status on such and such? If I don't know right away, I have my team on high alert during my meetings, okay, so that I can chat real quick with them and get an update on a project if she asks about it. Or she may say, I have this new project coming along and I need to give you guys a heads up. So I'll type immediately in chat and say, hey, this is what's going on. And and then that's kind of informal. We don't do it. We don't do a lot of formal with my team because we're not so, uh, we're more laid back and I don't micromanage. When I explain something to my team, I give them all the details and I hand it over to them and expect them to handle it. And they in turn keep me abreast of what's going on with the different projects. And um, and they're managing the subtasks for all the tasks and making sure that they complete everything that is assigned to them. And that's something that GLIP allows them to do. And I really love that because right within uh, a team chat or team folder, we can chat about different things. And at the same time, I can assign tasks within that team folder. And that's really cool. Definitely. It's a great way to keep everybody accountable without having to micromanage. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Sure. Well, you know, as far as remote communication, are there any pitfalls, any bumps in the road that either you've experienced or you've sort of planned to avoid? Mm. Oh, gosh. Pitfalls. Just things you need to be careful of. Ah, over-communication. You know, you mentioned you guys are over-communication. That's a good one. Oh, oh gosh. Um, You can have times when you spit out too much information and it can get lost, especially in email. I am anti-email for team communication to the nth degree, and that's something... Every new client I bring in, I said, look, I don't communicate via email about projects. I set up a team folder for you. We communicate in there because there have been so many pitfalls and errors and miscommunications because email is not reliable when it comes to team communication. So that's the biggest pitfall, I would say, that uh, entrepreneur or businesses need to be aware of. Don't use email for team communication. Use services like Glyph um, or other team communication services that will allow you to organize your your chats or communication um, regarding what's going on on a project. And when I talked about over-communication, I, I, I basically meant that uh, there are times when you can do overkill when you're trying to communicate about projects where you can get 
team members confused and lost um, regarding what they're supposed to do. I would definitely say be, uh, be succinct in how you communicate to your team. Uh, make sure that it's conducive to them understanding what you want and what you need them to complete. And at the same time that you give them the freedom to complete the the to complete what they're working on. I have someone on my team who does nothing but blogging, and I communicate. Okay, this is what my expectations are, and from time to time it may change. I may want to update or add something to it. And if it if there is a change, I always communicate that. I always feel like feedback is one of the biggest things that. Uh, team members or teams fell at too. That's a pitfall. Not giving feedback and and also not being open to feedback. Absolutely. Um, just you know, one last thought, really, and then I can let you go because I realize we're at time. Wanted to mm-hmm. know if you had any particular strategies for you know, opening a communication with a client or with your team for the day? Like if you're on video, is there a particular way that you like to kick off your call? Or if you are chatting back and forth? Well, one one of the first things we do every morning uh, in my team chat, we say morning all or good morning. We always like to say good morning when we first come on because everybody's schedule is different. Um Saying good morning is like, okay, my day is starting. And um, also, we have it to where, uh, and I really love this about Glip, where we can turn on our activity or turn it off. And if if I don't have a green dot by my name, that means I'm not available. But if I have, if I do have a green dot, that means I'm available, even though I may not be on the clock to, you know, schedule to work. When we're starting meetings, we have an agenda that we go by, but we also leave time for for open items. Um, when I'm talking to a client, I always like to start with getting kind of a few minutes of getting to know them, especially if it's a new client, and just setting a, a, a friendly foundation for that. When it comes to interviews, I do the same thing. I like to make everyone feel comfortable and welcomed and then get into where we're going with that particular meeting. That's good advice. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. This has been really helpful for us. Thanks for listening in to Grow Business Visibility Builder Podcast, where I'm your host, Kim Beasley. Remember, you can get my book, The Creative Introverted Entrepreneur, A Roadmap to Build Your Dream Business, now by visiting amzn.to forward slash the number one, capital Q, capital A, capital T, capital C, lowercase p, capital L. And if you have Amazon Kindle Unlimited, then you can get the book for free. Yes, I said for free. Also, I would really appreciate it if you would take time to show a little bit of love by liking this podcast episode and my show. Depending on where you found my show is the best place to start. Do you want to learn more about growing your business visibility? Then visit my special page with a lot of helpful information. 
at kimbeasley.com forward slash visibility.